Welcome to the Dwelling Podcast. We're so glad you tuned in. Our hopes is that this message inspires you and builds your faith today. My name is Stefan, for those that would not uh, know me. I'm, I'm, I, I'm excited for today. I really am excited for, de- for today for many, many, many reasons, okay? One of them is that um, we're still in the book of James, and we're talking about tested. And this thing that I'll be speaking on today is like, my gosh, if there's something in my life, my personal life, that has dramatically improved my spiritual relationship with God and my willingness to hear when he speaks to me, this would be it. If there's something, if there's, we'll call it a test. If there's this test, when I... Every time I went through it, and it happened a few times. I'd say a few dozen times. <laughs> yeah, a few dozens. Yeah, right. You know, you want to get your bachelor's degree for it. This, along with the fact that just understand that he loves me all the time. I mean, just that is just phenomenal, right? So understanding that at one point, and just listening and learning to hear when Holy Spirit talks to you. And this next thing would be my, my podium of things and, that I've learned in my life that has made the biggest change. Wow, I sound overly dramatic right now, right? <laughs> I know we say this about all me- messages, I guess, right? But this one really is. I mean, every, every time I went through this test, every single time I entered it, I'm like, oh, no. Not this again. Every time. I was like, ah. Jesus, do something else. I've seen this test before. It's deja vu. I don't want to go back to it. Please. Please. And then I would pray Jesus' word. Oh, take, may you take this, this cup away from me, Lord. Gosh. But every single time I went through it, I was like, grumbling a little bit along this. But then when I came on the other side, it was like, beautiful. It's great. It was awesome. Right? Once you get your degree, it's, all, it's always good. Because I've, I've learned that God is good. All four of you that believe it, I'm, I'm happy with you. I'm really, really, I'm, I'm really, my life is content now that at least we're four of us in the church. He's so good. I was taking some notes this week. I just want to read them out, okay? As I was praying them a little earlier. A God is so good that he takes, you know, trades beauty for ashes. I don't know how many of you, you think your life looks like ashes, but he'll turn that into beauty. He'll build rivers in the wilderness. Dry season. It's not, I'm not getting what I want. It's not going the way I want. You know, he'll build rivers in the wilderness. He's going to be with us in the valley of the shadow of death. I mean, come on, somebody. Blessed those who mourn, for they'll be comforted by himself, by God himself. He'll set freedom to the captive. Wow, I mean... That's, I mean, that's a pretty good God to me. 
They'll give you a garment, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. It'll be, it'll be the father to the fatherless. He will call you his own. That's beautiful, though. I mean, when you think of it, it's God changes things that we don't like in our lives. Not because we, we want them to change, but because he likes to change them. But here's the, here's the thing this morning. I got to be honest with you. I was a little nervous to talk about today's subject because it, it is called the test of suffering and pain. Okay, look, look to the person next to you. I'm like, we got to listen till the end, okay? Really, help me out, guys. Here's why, and I won't say I passed with honors in every, every single time, right? There was moments I was like, I swore to God, I'm like, if you ever do this to me again, I will leave you. What a stupid threat that is. Where am I going to go anyways? Right? Or I remember this season in our lives where I was supposed to take a, take a church up. I was going to be their pastor. And it was great. We were going to be moving. And I quit the job I had. It was awesome. And we were excited about it. We were going to move October 15th. See how scarred I am by the event, right? I remember the date. September 30th, which is very important to us because that's when I officially proposed to, you know, the lady that I love. Um, I was like, Chantal, we haven't heard anything from the leaving pastor. I'm, I'm, I think I'll give him a call tomorrow. Tomorrow is always a bad day. Today's always a better day, by the way. So I call him the, tomorrow. I was like, hey, pastor, how are you doing? He's like, hey, good, 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 good. You know when it goes this way, you know it's not going well, right? You, even if I don't see his face, there's no FaceTime at the time. It's just like I could hear his voice. Like, What's going on? He's like, well, I just want to, well, uh, <laughs> okay, rip the Band-Aid off Please, I'm, I'm, I'm dying. Well, we've decided not to leave. Yeah, that's not the word I thought. Nice was not the word I thought, actually. Jesus had to purify this head for a few minutes. I'm like, what, what do you mean by not leaving? <laughs> Maybe there's something else that he's thinking because I've seen the church budget. They can't hire two people. And I can't be moving just for being a volunteer. I just can't. He's like, well, we're not leaving. And if you want to come as a volunteer, we'd be happy to have you, you know. But we don't, you, you're not going to be the pastor of the church. My wife must have seen me. You know, I've, I've got a pretty tan face by nature, but I turn green really quickly and blue and purple. And I think I turned red really quickly as well because I was very, very unhappy. Let's just say it that way. And 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 in that moment, I'm like, Chantal, we 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 got no place to go. We got two girls. I got no job. You don't either. You don't have a one either. God is good. He'll take care of us. Saying with a smile, not believing a single word of what he's saying. <laughs> so I decided that I was going to take my Bible. 
put it right next to my, uh, my bed and not open it for the next six months. Not passing grade material right there, right? Because the test of pain and suffering will get the best out of us, also get the worst out of us. But that's the purpose of it. If it gets the worst out of us, it's like, it ain't coming back. It doesn't need to come back in. And if it's getting the best out of you, that's awesome because then you can share from experience. You can share with other people. You can, you can live out in joy. And because if God trades beauty for rashes, he's going to take your rashes and put beauty in. You have to go through the wilderness to see the river. You have to walk through the valley of shadow of death to see his presence. That's how it works. We want to, oh, God, bless me, bless me, 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 me. And God says, okay. Let me propose to you this morning that pain and suffering is a very powerful tool that God uses in every single one of our lives. Let me rephrase this. It is a very powerful tool that God will use in your life. Mm. Mm. Okay, good. Mm. If you're not totally agree with me right now, just say, because mm. we don't want that. Oh, no pain, no gain. Yeah, that's just for the guys that go to the gym, you know? But in our lives as well. If we don't go through the pain and learn something from it, there is no gain from it. It's a wasted life experience that God wants to use. And God is using something beautifully awful to make beauty out of it. So six months, I didn't read my Bible. And every time I opened it, it was something about the desert. I'm like, meh, yeah, yeah. My wife could testify to this. I was like, yes. I had to move it from beside my bed. Put it in the living room, further away, on the couch. That's just how it was. Didn't want to see it. But this was such a great season. Not while I was in it, right? Remember, it's not that we have fun during the season of pain and suffering. That's not it. But we got to learn something from it. So let's read scriptures. How about we stand up together, okay? Now that we know that we've said what we're going to be talking about this morning. So James chapter 5. And we'll be reading from verse 7, okay? Okay, everybody breathe in. If you don't have a Bible, there's one on, on the screen right there for you, okay? Dear brothers and, brothers and sisters, be patient as you wait for the Lord's return. Consider the farmers who patiently wait for the rains in the fall and the rains of the spring. They eagerly look for the valuable harvest to ripen. You too must be patient. Take courage for the Lord is coming for the Lord uh, for the coming of the Lord is near. Don't grumble about each other, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. For look, the judge is standing right at the door. <clears throat> Just that don't grumble about each other. 
Oh, we could stop right there and like, okay, we, we would have our hands full for the week, right? Especially on the highway, but that's enough. For examples of patience and suffering, dear brothers and sisters, I mean, he's talking to us. He's not talking to non-Christians, by the way, right? That's important because he is talking to you and he is talking to me. So they're brothers and sisters. Look at the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. We, we give great honor to those who endure under suffering. For, for instance, you know about Job, a man of great endurance. You can see how the Lord was kind to him at the end. For the Lord is so full of tenderness and mercy. Isn't that beautiful? Our Lord is full of tenderness and mercy. But he still uses pain and suffering in our lives. It's not either or. It's both and. Right? But most of all, my brothers and sisters, never take an oath by heaven or by heaven or earth or anything else. Oh, I swear to God, right? You don't need to do that. Just say a simple yes or a simple no, so that you will that you will not sin and be condemned. God, I pray that this morning, Holy Spirit, that you talk to every single one of us, me included, Lord. I don't want to go through that test again. I know I will have to. I pray that this morning you reveal to us how we can make the most of every single opportunity that happens in our lives. So speak to us this morning. It's in your name that we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. I mean, we can't expect it. We can't expect not to have pain and suffering in our lives. Isaiah 53 uh, says this, that, G, that the Messiah was going to be a man of suffering, familiar with pain. How could we expect something else? I know there's this fringe of Christianity that says, you know, it's all about bless me, bless me, bless me. Oh, if you're sick, oh, God. Kick that out, rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I mean, Jesus and God uses pain and suffering in our lives. So this morning, this is where I'm coming from. I don't like pain. I hate it. I totally... I need to have purified words when I talk about pain in my own life. Okay? Okay? But I know how beautiful it is in my life, though. And it can be the same for you. It can be the same for you. So let's look at five lessons, five lessons from pain. They're like, what, five? Yeah, yeah, five. We'll be okay. They're not all that hard. But before we do that, Viktor Frankl, a survivor of the Holocaust, said this. If there is meaning in life at all, then there must be meaning in suffering as well. So who says it changes a little, a few things, right? Survivor of the Holocaust. I mean, he talks, sometimes we have, we, we suffer because we're victims. Somebody sinned against us. And that's awful. It's pain. We can't compare each other's pains. We can't do that, right? We can't. It's just, it's just not useful. But there is 
victim pain in the sense that somebody sinned against you. Sometimes it's empathy suffering. You know when you see somebody that you love that's suffering? You suffer as much. Right? I mean, when I see my wife sick, I'm like, wow, I don't want to be sick. I move away. I'm just kidding. We don't like it. When our kids are sick, oh, if I could take it for them. No, we can't. So there's that type of suffering. There's what we could, we could call also vicarious suffering. Ungodly people make you suffer through words. It could be physical. I remember in grade, when I was in, uh, in, I was in high school. Yes, first year of high school. When three guys beat me up because I was a Christian. It was just because I was a Christian. Nosebleed, and then, you know, because they kicked me and just because I was a Christian at school. Of all places, oh, you got to understand we're seven Christians in the school of 3,500. I guess it was fashionable to hit the, you know, the asparagus that I was at the time. <laughs> hey, big hair, teeny body. It's just, it was what it was. So I get it. So that's, that's part of the suffering as well that we can go through in life. It could be consequential suffering. You know, when you act stupid... <laughs> Pay for it. Yeah. Oh, God, take away this pain. Well, don't act, don't act that stupid. Yeah. You'll be okay. <laughs> Proverbs yeah. is, talks all about that. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. I'll, just for a few seconds, guys, okay, when guys add up together, you know, when just a bunch of guys together, like two, three, four people, you know, they're, let's say they're, their average IQ is like 100, Okay. <laughs> So those four people, you know, you got an added IQ of 400. No, no, when guys get together, you divide by fours. There's four guys. So their IQ goes from 100 to 25. That's when guys, you do stupid things. Oh, this would be cool. Let's just give it a try. No. Don't. That's, that, you're inflicting pain on yourself for no reason. Don't do that, right? I'm, I'm, ladies, you're not exempt of that, by the way. Okay? Right? And then there's this testimonial suffering. We suffer because we bear the name of Jesus. It could be by words. People, you know, there's a cancel culture. It's like, oh, you're a Christian. Oh, I can't do that, right? So that, there's a lot of pain that comes with it. There could be some, it could be emotionally inflicted. It could be psychologically scarred upon you. I get it. I get it. You could be spiritual. It could be spiritually imposed. People that I love you in the church will do the most harm to you. You know why? Because loving people should not hurt each other. It could be socially applied. It could be physically de delivered. So there's different types of pain. I remember meeting a guy who went through the Rwanda genocide years ago. And uh, just we just crossed paths at a conference. I'm like, man, it's like, it must have been hard. He's like, yeah, you're a Christian, right? He's like, yeah, I, I am. He's like, I don't know how you guys make it with all this wealth and being a Christian. That must be very painful. And I'm like, he dropped the mic, I guess. And he, I'm like, okay, I get it. Okay. We can't compare pains. Right? We can't. Pain is pain. Period. So let's look at the five lessons. Are you ready for it? I just had a moment in my head. 
Are you ready for it? Okay. For everybody that doesn't know, it's going to be okay. First lesson. Patience and suffering is essential. Patience and suffering is essential. Repeat after me. Essential. You cannot do without it. Oh, I want to get rid of it as, as quickly as possible. No, 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 no. Be patient. And here James says this. You know the farmer, he puts his seed in the ground and he wants it to grow and he's waiting for the fruit to come out. And he says, it's funny, he talks about the early and the latter rain, the spring rain and the fall rain. Do you think he wants to wait six to eight months to see the fruit come out? No. Obviously, you don't want that. You want the little bean that you put in the, you know, in the cotton swab and then it grows in two days. Yeah, that's what you want. But most of our things in life take time. It takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. So we need to be patient when we go through a season of pain. Because God is pouring down his rain first just to make sure the ground is going to be okay. That's what the first rain does, actually. And then you go through a little, some, you know, dryness of life a little bit. And then he brings out the, the rain after, the latter rain. That's just to bring the fruit out now. So we have to be patient with it. We can't rush it. God, I want to be patient now. <laughs> we all know that doesn't work. We all know that doesn't work. So I, when somebody tells me, oh, can you pray for patience? I'm like, really? I, there's a few things I've prayed for myself. That is not one of them. Right? You don't want you, that's not something. But God will give us situations where we need to be patient. Right? So be patient. Simple lesson number one. It's okay. The object of your observation always becomes the subject of your attention. So if you're only looking at the pain, you won't get anything else from it. You know, let me say it another way. What you glorify, you will magnify. If you glorify your problem, all you will see is the? You won't see the solution. Okay, let me say it another way. So when you focus on something, you amplify it. That's why Jesus says, don't, don't be looking at somebody else's speck in their eyes. What about the log in your eye? It's not about judging others. That's not the question. Jesus was telling us about having great, good perspective on things. So when you look at something small and you keep focusing on it, it becomes bigger all the time. You see pain and you look at pain, what are you going to be amplifying? The pain. Oh, it's so bad. So painful. It's so hot outside. It's hot outside. We know it's hot outside. You're living in Savannah. It's normal. I'm talking to myself on this one, okay? If you see pain and you focus on pain, what are you amplifying? Pain. But what, what if you're focusing on God's goodness? What will you be amplifying? If you're, if you're focusing on the Holy Spirit's work within you in this season, what are you going to be amplifying? 
the Holy Spirit's work in your life. But that also means we need to be patient about it. Lesson number two. In seasons of pain and suffering, waiting is to be expected. Okay. The attitude is to be patient. You will be waiting. So that's why God wants you to be patient. It's not going to happen overnight. Jesus says in, um, in John chapter 16, verse 13, you will go through much trials and tribulation. I, there's, I, I'm okay with that verse. It's just one word I don't like. Much. The rest of it I, I can deal with. But much? Jesus, really? <coughs> Why are you doing this to us? Even in John chapter 12, he says this. <coughs> Sorry about that, guys. A grain of wheat must fall in the ground, <clears throat> must fall in the ground and, <coughs> and die. It must fall on the ground and die for it to bear much fruit. <clears throat> None of this is spontaneous. None of it. I got a weird voice right now, right? <coughs> this is part of my pain. <clears throat> so if I have a bubble till the end, bear with me, okay? Not, none of our pain will just disappear. And it should not. So if we need to be patient, we have to understand that we'll be waiting. One doesn't go without the other. Okay? One doesn't go without the other. Lesson number three. James says this. Establish your heart. What do you mean establish my heart? We got to understand that for the Jewish people, establishing your heart is not about feeling things. Okay? Let me debunk this part a little bit. A lot of us, when we, when we read the scripture, we say, oh, guard your heart or stuff like that. We think about our emotions. No, no, it's a thought process. The scriptures are talking about the thought process, not the emotions attached to it. Okay, let me, let me back up just a second here. Okay. Oh, guard your heart. Guard your heart is guard your thoughts. It's like guard your emotions. Why would we talk about a gut feeling? Okay. So in Jewish times, when we're talking about guarding our hearts or establishing your heart, it's not about feeling good about it or feeling bad about something. It's about get your mind right. That's really what it's saying. Uh, not very sexy, maybe, but that's what it means. Well, I don't feel good about it. Who cares? It's, it's got nothing to do with it. I don't feel comfortable with the pain that God is putting me through. No, 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 no. Get your mind straight. It will happen. Be patient and start, start be ready to wait. So establishing our hearts in this context is all about 
setting our thoughts on solid ground, strengthening our thought process, solidifying what we're thinking. Because our hearts are not about how we feel about things. It is in our modern culture. That is why we can't always read scripture with our own eyes without understanding what it actually means. Changes some things a little bit. Proverbs 4.23, for example. Carefully guard your thoughts because they are the source of true life. Well, if you change your translation, it'll talk about guarding your heart above all else. It's all about the thought process. So here's the lesson number three. Establishing your heart is all about the mindset that you'll be using in your season of pain. This is the crux of everything today, okay? If you get this, you will reap benefits from the pain that will go through, the, that will happen in your life. Much trials and tribulation. I've had friends stab me in the back. I, I, I know how it is. I've had pastors, you know, promise things that never happened. I've had family turn their backs on me. I get it. I get it. I've seen my parents argue when I was three, the day of the, their divorce officially. I remember the tables flipping. I remember all of that. But if we don't, if we don't set our mindset correctly, we'll look at seasons of pain and we will not learn anything from it that God wants to use for your good. I knew I was not going to get, I knew I was going to get an amen from you, equivalent. I knew it. You want, you, when you're on stage, you want equivalent to be there on a Sunday morning. I knew I was not going to get a big amen out of this one. But if we get this, if you get this, your life will always be worth it even in seasons of pain. Okay. If you view pain as something bad, you'll chase it away. You'll try to numb it. You'll try to get rid of it. If you see that pain is only from the enemy, you'll rebuke it. You'll claim victory. You'll push it away. What if, what, what if pain was something that God wanted to use in your life? Then you will start embracing it. Oh, oh, whoa, 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 embracing pain. Yes, doesn't the scripture say we even rejoice in our suffering? Whoa, do you think that was only for Paul? We've been pressed, you know, but we haven't been defeated. You know, it's good Paul preacher, bro. Preach it. That's good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you were like, whoo. Yeah. I mean, come on, Paul. You preach. That's good. Yeah, we'll see you another time if you're talking about me, though. So the way we view pain determines what we get from it. And it determines also what we'll get from God from it. Because he does use everything for our good for those who love him pain included 
I don't think I'd be the man I am today if I didn't go through all those seasons of pain. That's why most of you have spoken to me on a Sunday. Like, how are you doing? Doing good. Guess what? I am doing good. It may be dry right now in a season. I'm doing good though, because I'm learning something that Jesus wants me to learn, that the Holy Spirit is trying to communicate to me. I don't like the season I'm in, but it's good. God, can you talk to me? And I feel like God is being silent. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm a season of learning. Yeah, maybe. But remember, how we view things will determine how we receive them as well. And if God uses it, then God is good all the time all the time, then it is worth it. Then it is worth it. So what type of mindset do you want to have concerning pain? I mean, I want to be glad in what happens. I really do. Not always, though, I guess. Not all the time, I guess. But the way we view it will change something. Proof of that is our fourth lesson. Don't grumble against each other. This, to me, I read this verse, it's like, why is it, why is it there? It doesn't seem like it's connecting to the dots. And then I'm like, oh, I get it. I get it. I remember this season when I was working hard. I really, really was working really hard. I thought I was making a name for myself, I guess. I knew God was establishing a few things in my life. And there was this position as a, a youth pastor in the big church. I'm like, I pay my dues. They know me, I'll get the job. Guess who got the job? My best friend who had zero experience in ministry. Oh, 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 Jesus. You'll be sitting there for a couple of weeks. You're grounded. Okay, don't be holier than thou with me. Who's ever done this? Come on, somebody, right? Of course. We're all human in this, in this thing. This is when I think I started learning. Okay, let me rephrase this again. Let me say it again. I started learning. Some lessons are just long, right? Yeah. I started learning not to grumble when I didn't get what I want. Because you can't, remember, we always compare our worst to somebody's best. I mean, you will never use your best compared to somebody's best. I'm so awful. Look, look at, you know, yeah, of course. Oh, look at that girl on Instagram. She, yeah, she spent four hours getting makeup on and you just got up. Come on. I'm, I love you. Uh, I mean, you're beautiful, but uh, yeah, she spent four hours with professionals getting her ready. It's a little disadvantage there. So sometimes we always compare our worst to somebody's best. 
And this is exactly what he's saying. He's talking about different seasons, right? Because he talks about waiting. There's waiting in different moments. So you, sometimes we grumble because we're in a season of pain when you see your friend in the season of reaping. Yeah. How come, how come he gets the blessing? I want the blessing too. You are getting the blessing, the blessing as well. It's just a little different though right now. So that's why we grumble. We want what they want. I already told you the story that when I met, I was, a, I was French horn number one in high school. You should applaud just for that. You just applaud for that. You can. Like some of them are like, yeah, yeah. What's a French horn? Okay. No, no, no worries. Okay. It's a thing that you play this. Whatever. So French horn, and our teacher knew somebody that was for the symphonic orchestra of Montreal, and then we got to meet the musicians, professional musicians. I get there, and I get to meet the violin guys. They're like, wow. I look at him, and I shake his hand. I'm, I'm like 15 maybe at the time. I shake his hand. I'm like, ew, gross. All calloused hands. And then I'm like, why is right hand calloused? Why? That's how it should go. So I, we, we get to talk with him a little bit. And he's like, yeah. And one, one of the guys said, well, you're privileged to, to be able to be this good, right? Because we all believe in people's talents. We never see the hard work that goes with it before and the pain and the bleeding fingers and everything else. And I'm like, okay, if he's got this now, it's because he had to go through some seasons of pain. So we can't grumble because we, we don't know the season that God has somebody else in. We can't. That's why it says don't grumble against each other. What I'm doing for that person, he had to go through something else. He can't. So we, we shouldn't. We shouldn't ever grumble. That's a funny name to me, grumble. Don't grumble about, against each other. Pray for them instead. I mean, love and hate can't coexist in the same place at the same time. It just can't. So what season are you in? Are you in a season of wilderness? Well, you got to know that the river will come. It's just not there yet. And you can't complain because somebody else has a season of nice river. Maybe you're in the season of ashes and you're looking at them as like, oh, look at all the beauty of their lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So happy for them. God bless them. Bless them. Help me understand what I'm supposed to be getting out of this. Because this will bring us to our fifth lesson. Follow the examples of the prophets. They suffered in order to receive the prize. Okay, I get it. <clears throat> when I was a kid, you know, the first three got, got a ribbon or a medal. Not everybody. Oh, good job. You ran the race. Here's a ribbon for you. I'm, I'm, that's, I'm not talking against that or any of that. That's not what I'm saying. Right? But you suffered to get the prize, though. You didn't participate to get the prize. 
You suffered to get the prize. So we're not talking about the ribbons in the, in the school. That, you know, I finished 15th out of 15. Here's your ribbon. That's not what I'm talking about. Which, by the way, is still funny to me, but that's a whole different story. But you suffer to get the prize. Paul talks about this all the time. Jesus talks about this all the time. Carry your cross, right? I know this is not a very, you know, fun message sometimes, but that's just part of it. Here's the thing. For the Lord is full of tenderness and mercy. He wants to fulfill us in tenderness and mercy while we go through the pain. While we go through it. Because here's the thing. When we go through the pain, there are good things that will come out on the other side. But we have to go through it to get this. If we want the beauty, we have to have the ashes. If we want the river, you have to have the wilderness. If you want his presence all the time, there is moments where you won't feel him. If you want this, you have this as well. So let me encourage you as we close, okay? 1 Peter 5.10 says this. So after suffering a little while. Okay, here's what the, you know, I love studying Greek. Little while doesn't mention any specific time period. It just says a little while. So maybe a little while for you won't be the same as for me. I don't know. So after suffering a little while, you, God will restore, support, and strengthen you. After suffering. You get the prize. Lesson five, right? Suffer a little, get the prize after. Romans 8, 18. What we suffer now is nothing. And the Greek word really means nothing. Zilch. Nyet. Rien du tout. That's French. So we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory that he will reveal in us. Suffer a little bit, get the great prize. Victory, John 16, 33. Here on earth, you will go many much trials and tribulations, but take heart. I have overcame. The Present difficulty is not the end of it. This too shall pass. To quote some famous philosophers. Here's my favorite one. Psalms 119 verse 71 says this. It was good. It was good for me to be afflicted. I'm like, David, what what you doing, man? What? What? I, if there's some verses, I would there's some verses I would like to be taken out of the Bible, but this is where we have to submit to what he says, right? It was good for me to be afflicted. <laughs> no, it wasn't good. No. It was good for me to be afflicted, so I might learn your decrees. Blessed are those who remain steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive a crown of life. We read this in James. Yeah. 
Romans 5.3, we rejoice in our suffering. I mean, Paul, you're exaggerating a little bit, but okay, I get it. We rejoice in our sufferings knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope and hope is not lost because God is himself our hope. So a little suffering, whatever it may be, is good because it will give you everything that the goodness of God has intended for you. Can I get at least a fake amen? So I get it, guys. I get it. This too shall pass. So put up with anything. Push through everything. And conquer all things. In our seasons of pain and suffering, God is making you closer to what he wants from you. You can become the person that he wants you to become. You'll have the character that reflects his character. So here's how I want us to finish today. Um, the lights are open, which is great. How many of you would say, honestly, yeah, well, I guess this message was partly for me because I'm going through this type of season right now. Who would say that? And some are like, yeah, I see you, bro. I see you. I, 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 I felt the pain in there. Ooh, raise your hand. Leave it, leave, it, leave it up there. We can't judge why people are in this season. Oh, no, no, no. Leave it there. Leave it there, please. No, I, I haven't said to. Okay, if you're getting tired, just go like this, okay? Then it's going to be okay. Who's not going through a season of pain? Go like this. So here's what you'll do. You'll go pray for somebody else. This is how we're going to end. The body taking care of the body. Okay? So now if you're in that season of pain, raise your hand. We want as a church to be there with you. Okay? So look around, people. Look around. We'll have some music in the background somewhere, somehow. And they're looking at me. He's like, oh, no, he didn't tell us that. No, I didn't tell you that. I don't know. It's Okay. Everything's going to be okay. Okay. Now just let's all stand up. And if you saw somebody that was, they had their hands raised, please go right to them. Don't hesitate. Go be ready to pray for them. Keep your hands, keep your hands up so they see you. All right. We would not want you to be here this morning and not have the blessing of somebody praying with you. Not for you with you. A little different. Okay? Now they're looking for some music because I know how it is. I don't want to pray too loud because everybody's going to hear my prayers. I know. I know. That's why I'm, you know, I'm giving you a few seconds left. See? Now you can pray out loud and nobody knows. I love you that much. That's, that's what it means. So before you pray for them, let me pray for all of us, okay? Make sure that if you see a hand up, Somebody's praying for them. There's, there's people here on the left. I'm not sure if somebody's praying for them and with them. So please move from your seat. It's okay. Service is done anyways. Nobody's going to steal your seat. 
That's it. Awesome. Anybody else doesn't have any? If, if you're in your head, you're like, yeah, well, there's a lot of people praying for them with them already. Go anyways. Don't stay at your place without praying with somebody. Right? Go pray with somebody else. It's fine. It's okay. God wants to use you this morning to bring life, to bring blessing, that in this season of pain will also be part of the season that will bring great fruit in their life. So God, we pray right now that your spirit moves mightily in this place, knowing that you use pain in our lives to produce what you want to produce in our lives. We pray that this morning might be the, the spring rain or the fall rain, but that it brings something in our lives. We pray that we, in our season, that we receive patiently what we should be receiving from it. Pray for blessing over them. There is somebody here that did not raise their hands. And this season of pain has been so painful. All, during all the service, you're like, I don't really want to listen to what he has to say. But it kept bugging you. The Holy Spirit kept poking at you slowly but surely. If that is you, I will dare you to raise your hand. I want people to pray with you right now. I won't, I won't push more than I am right now. That's okay. Okay. Fair enough. He will turn ashes into beauty. He will, he will build a, he will draw water where it is dryness. And there will be rivers in your wilderness. He will give you victory where you've only had defeat. And as, as you walk in the valley of the shadow of death, he will be with you all the time. If you mourn, you will be comforted. If you feel captive, he will bring liberty and freedom this morning. He will give you a, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. We thank you, Jesus, for your presence. And we don't want to rush into dinner and everything else. But if you must leave, God bless you, okay? But don't miss this moment, though. Don't expedite it. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. For more information about The Dwelling, visit thedwellingchurch.org.